Welcome to Comically Inclined! I am Danny Stewart, Editor-in-Chief for ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the Social Media Manager. I'm Jared, I'm the Custodian. And that is Jared <laughs> Houchins, the producer for the podcast. Right, How are we all doing, gentlemen? Doing good, man. Custodian. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to take this I do clean up. off real quick. Why? You look so good. Welcome to our spoiler-filled uh, episode yep. about Spider-Man No Way Home. So we did not, uh, well, with Christmas coming, we don't have time to do a live episode next week, or this week. This right. week. This week. Yeah. A live episode this week, so we pre-recorded this special for you guys. So uh, first thing I want to say, spoilers ahead, okay? We're going to be breaking down the entire movie, uh, our thoughts, feelings, what we saw, um, what we think they could have done different, and uh, I don't know, what we're looking forward to in the future of the MCU. Yay. Indeed. Yeah. So first off, fucking mind blown. It was great. This movie was awesome. Yes. Yeah, it was good. So great, I've seen it twice. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He didn't see much of it, though. He's, the second time around, he saw a lot of the back of his eyelids, for sure. <laughs> you fell asleep? Dude, I was exhausted. Yeah. Like, minutes in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. I was just, like, sitting there, like, on the edge of my seat, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And I just see, like... <sighs> that must have made you think over. at least, like, oh, this movie may suck ass. Like, <laughs> well, I was like, is Darth Vader here? And no, it was, it was Blake with his terrible sleeping habits. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> So that was that was something. But holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, a lot of things were obviously right from right. people thinking you had multiple spider boys, uh the villains that were in it for the most part. Yeah. Uh yeah. So there, So that's the interesting thing I found is that listening to the spoiler free reviews and stuff leading into the movie Everybody was talking about it having more than you expected it to have in it. So I was really excited for whatever we didn't get to see in the trailers or whatever we didn't know was in the movie. I didn't get anything that I didn't already expect to be in the movie. Yes, same here. I I think hearing people say that, say that there was things in there that we all didn't expect, Yeah, I, I, I think that just blew my hype up even Right. More. I think it contributed to me having a general feeling of disappointment. Like there wasn't a big twist that right. I didn't expect. Yep. To happen in the movie. Because it sure. is what I expected, which was great, which was great, but it is exactly kind of what yeah. I expected. To I be. mean, I think the whole symbiote thing at the end is probably the closest we came to having anything that was unexpected. Because, sure. I mean, everybody, I think, thought, okay, well, Tom Hardy's in the MCU uh, universe now, so, you know, he's going to be the one that's going to be Venom, but now we have l loose symbiote that's going to be in our MCU. I wonder if they're, they're going to do the route where they go to uh, Flash. Because in the comics, there's a... I don't like that actor series. being Flash. I, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. The the thing with that is we know that Flash Thompson in the MC, uh, the Marvel Universe is a former college superstar football player who becomes a soldier and then gets both of his legs blown off. And that happens, yep. Yeah. The Venom symbiote, the Agent Venom uh, storyline, is that he gets his legs replaced with a Ven Venom symbiote. I don't see this Flash Thompson being that. Yeah. No. Although, although in No Way Home, when they had the whole "Hey, this is only friends," you know, what was the, what was the line whenever Flash came in and uh, Ned uh, basically shat on him by being like, yeah. uh, "Dude, this is only like we're only it's getting real friends because oh. we're actually oh, because they didn't get friends. into Harvard yeah. or, uh, or MIT. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were in. Yeah, yeah. So that could lead to something, but that really plus, wasn't a big f you to Flash. <laughs> that was just you know. But he did get into MIT, yeah. and by the end of the movie, 
Ned and MJ both got into M- MIT, so I don't see his career path going from MIT to the military to yeah. him losing too late. Sure. Well, also, I feel like if they gave the symbiote to this Flash, it would be almost like them giving it to Topher Grace. <laughs> it would be just I, a bad idea. That's true. I can agree yeah. with that. Uh, oh, what a... <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because in the comics, Eddie Brock is a bodybuilder. He's a weightlifter. He's massive. Yeah. And that's why Venom is so much bigger than Spider-Man because Eddie Brock is so much bigger than Peter Parker. But... In the case of Topher Grace, and then also in the case of, and I should know this actor's name, but the actor that plays uh, Flash, Flash Thompson, oh, I can't in right now. the MCU, both tiny. Yeah. So I don't know. We're we're probably not gonna get an MCU Eddie Brock now that we know that Sony's Eddie Brock is back in his own universe. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where w- they're going with that. I would even be happy with them having it attached on to somebody new. I don't necessarily think it needs to yeah, be. Yeah, can't do their own new story type. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that to me wouldn't bother me nearly as much. The big question I have is, is, will this symbiote have a similar personality to the one that's with Tom Hardy? Is it just going to be a completely new? Since we know boy? from uh, Let There Be Carnage that the symbiotes all share a hive mind across the galaxy, that this symbiote, this piece of symbiote that is staying in the MCU is going to have that hive mind memory, and he should not be affected by the spell that Strange put out. So he's this this piece of symbiote's going to know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right. Oh. So whoever gets the symbiote is also going to know. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh. Which That'd leaves an opening fun. for it to be somebody that doesn't necessarily like Peter sure. or MJ. Or Ned. I just don't know why Ned would be it. And I have a hard... It's kind of like with Fat Thor. Unless Ned gets a little fit, I have a hard time seeing, you know, Shorty Ned turn into Big big Venom. And That uh, actor's been shedding weight. I mean, he is... Oh, has he really? Well, good for him. Yeah. He was yeah, noticeably yeah. thinner in No Way Home. Was he really? Over, over far from home. I don't know. When you stand next to Zendaya, everybody looks fat, man. That's true. Like, gosh. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's true. I do think it's weird. The more weight he loses, the bigger his mouth gets. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that? No. Like his his lips oh. and mouth just seem to be getting bigger as listen, his head gets smaller. Listen, I I mean this in the most heterosexual way. I think Ned probably a good kisser. Like those lips look like you could fall asleep. <laughs> those on are kissable him. lips for sure. So, They're very pillowy. I'm not saying I want to, but you know, like they, they do. They do look like uh, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So movie opens with the very scene from the end of Hot Far takes, From Home, uh, with. Peter's identity being revealed. And yep. then we get a montage from there of just shit happening to him over several months. Yeah. Leading all the way up to him eventually asking Doctor Strange not to or to remove his, the memory that he's Peter Parker and, from everyone. And the thing that I think I liked the most was they established this this Jonah Jameson was not uh any he was a different Jonah Jameson altogether because he was kind of like that whole uh uh indie style uh, podcast guy doing yeah. news yeah. then like blew up after yeah. the whole spider-man thing instead of being the you know editor-in-chief of the daily Planet. yeah he's basically uh, us great. i mean yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah in front of a green screen and, and, holy and shit honestly too i think that was kevin feige doing marvel's nod to the youtubers yeah honestly sure because i mean that's all the free marketing they're getting just all the youtubers is free marketing so yeah. i that's think true. that was just like a little nod to them see here here's my big question about this whole thing why why did Doctor Strange so nonchalantly agree to do a spell for, for that? because you think in in the realm of 
this like altering of the universe since they've already kind of opened up multiverse stuff and messed with your own reality. A spell in which everyone in the world, which at this point probably everybody that had access to media knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Like, why would Doctor Strange so nonchalantly go, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, man, we'll we'll totally do this and well, do that. It just seemed very reckless for uh, for him. I, I did love the explanation that he said they used it for less Party. important things already. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they did it for a party, right? He didn't have nobody while they were casting a spell to be screwing the spell up. He probably didn't expect Peter to be just rambling on in the middle of the spell. So if there has been no rambling, everything would have been fine. Well, I'm sure. aggravated that he was willing to amend the spell as many times as he did, but yeah. then acted like it was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I the, out of that whole thing, like that was the one thing that was like, oh, I wish they would have done a slight bit better to make it seem like it was more serious because it was just super nonchalant, you know, Doctor Strange, like, listen, you know, yeah, we'll do it. He didn't I, – I, I'd expect there to be forms, like maybe you went through like a dry run or something, like a rehearsal, you know, dinner <laughs> or something, and then, and then you do it afterwards, but – yeah. He just he just stuck it in there. <laughs> it did seem like he he, he was accustomed to just changing the spell as it went. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden five times was too many. And even toward the end, I felt like that was a Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. You you're willing to do that? Sure. Well, we're good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, that was a All they're coming in. It's so powerful. Or I could have just did this right here. Yeah. You know. That's what she said. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I that was fantastic. I guess the explanation for the him him doing that See that's what I didn't understand. I felt like in the end the spell he was gonna do to keep people from coming to the MCU was changing the entire multiverse. Mm-hmm. But you know, Andrew Garfield and Peter or uh Toby Maguire weren't affected by it. Like it was just gonna affect Peter. Uh, or the Tom Holland. How did Spider-Man. they explain why those Spider Men got into this universe? Just it was just the fracture in the universe and and because of the spell and it pulling all the Peter Parkers together. Basically, anybody who knew Peter Parker was coming to that. And then it pulled. That was a neat. That was a tidy way of bringing those people in without it like doing anything. I'm a little disappointed because I I genuinely thought at the end we'd see kind of an in credits where there was more than just those people pulled in. I did, too. Yeah. But obviously, that's not the way they're going to do it with uh, with this because. Nobody, none of the characters we know. Uh, yeah, I was, I was dying a little bit just to see Nicolas Cage show up as Spider-Man Noir. You know, like do that little <laughs> into the Spider Verse yeah, cool. merger. That would have been cool. Hey, I finally yeah. watched that, uh, that trailer with Sal. Yeah, the Nick Cage one. Oh, the Nick Cage yeah. one. I've, I've, uh, I've actually fixed that on our system, so the For next time, time we do a trailer, people yeah. will be able to hear it as we're hearing it. I kind of like Except that we don't you, do the sound. Plugged into the right. Just have three minutes mixer. of confusion for everybody where they don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, so what about the spider sense in the astro form? That was pretty cool. That was really but, cool. But at the same time, makes you like, is it, I don't know, you never heard nobody go in the astro form explain the euphoria like he did. He's like, this feels pretty amazing, you know. Cat. Uh, and then the whole spider sense thing, I guess, cat. is what affected him being out. But then yeah. he was able also to Who let swim. Anyway. Sorry, there's a to, cat. I don't care anymore. Oh, there's a cat. Yeah. To swim back to his regular form and just jump back into it. So I don't know. Well, it's so, something. Spider-Man is not your average human being. Right. He's, he's got abilities that not everyone has. Sure. Um, and I think that extended to his astral form as much as it did to his physical form. The fact that without his soul inside of his body, his 
spider sense still works and he still reacts in a way to protect himself just shows you how powerful that sixth yeah. sense that he has is what's crazy is so many people thought he was getting all like four different suits oh yeah and, and come to find out just it was the same, the same suit. suit the whole time yeah that's true uh with a little nanotech alteration at the end I did love that, though. Yes. Uh, So that was kind of cool seeing it was the same suit, just used in three different ways until he finally did make a new suit at the very end. The Mirror Universe. uh, That was crazy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We definitely got a better view of the Mirror mirror Universe and how it works than we did in Doctor Strange. Sure. I love how it's just geometry. Yeah. (laughs) That was great. So, yeah, the the science bros uh, back at it again. We get Peter defeating magic with science. Yep. Which was really cool. That was Hell really yeah, neat. science. And then, and then we get that joke uh, later on from Doctor Strange where he's like, I was hanging over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours, which is similar to him making Loki drop continuously <laughs> <Yeah>. for 30 <laughs> minutes. Uh, oh, I never, I didn't connect that. That's hilarious. Yeah. How do you think about he that? He kind of got a taste of his own magic there. Yeah, he did. Uh, or how about yeah. Charlie Cox, too? That, that was great. Even though yes. that was like just oh such my a quick God. scene. That was a, you yeah. know, if that was like in a DC or some movie or something, and they introduced a character that way into the universe. I would be very disappointed. But with Marvel, you're like, oh, you don't have to do much. Char- yeah. You know, Daredevil's in this universe, and we're gonna see more of them. You know, so it's it's kind of like that sweet, sweet nod with a friend that you know you're gonna see later. You're just like, hey, what's up, man? I just oh, love how he catches that deal. brick. And Speeder or Peter's also got his hand out too. That yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. It shows he you how Charlie first. Cox is a little bit yeah. quicker than him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. How'd you do that? I'm a really a good, good lawyer. lawyer. Can, can we talk about something that I I a little upset about? I was not happy that they killed off Aunt May. <sighs> I thought either. that was an unnecessary thing for the storyline. Um, although I do appreciate the Peter's rage for the thing, you know. At least we did get the great power, great, great responsibility. We for did him. get her being the yeah. Uncle Ben sure. to this sure, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think just in the realm of that, like. It, I, I don't I don't know I, I I understand why they did it I just felt like that was a weird part of the uh, of the movie to to go through and then continue on with like the more lightheartedness because it's like Peter's mom died and then him and the other Spider Man a few minutes later are all kind of joking around about shit yeah. in the Empire State or well, the Statue of Liberty Statue I'm sorry. of Liberty it's like okay yeah. cool yeah, yeah yeah we're all yeah we're all chums again you know but uh eh. I I would have liked to have seen something have happened during the fight that would have made Peter mad. Like maybe green goblin, like knocked MJ out or something, or just something else that would have made Peter mad right. instead of Aunt May. Because I really like her in the MCU. I think she's well, a great, I think the most upset person about her dying is probably gonna be John Favreau. <laughs> oh, happy. happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just can't catch a break, yeah. man. Jeez. I did. I did love, and I saw this on somebody else's video and I didn't think about it till I saw it, but I did love that we had John Favreau sitting Catacorner to Charlie Cox in the apartment talking because in the Fox Daredevil movie, John Favreau was Happy Hogan. Right. Or not Happy, was uh, Foggy Foggy Nelson. Nelson. Ah. And he's sitting there having a bit of banter back and forth with Charlie Cox, very similar to the way that he did with Ben Affleck as Daredevil. And I thought that was a fun little like multiversal moment where, you know, there's a lot of great fan service in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just can you move the. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, – I thought that was really fun. Uh, so here's what I have to say about Aunt May dying. In the One More Day storyline, which is what this was loosely based on, where Peter makes a deal with Mephisto to wipe his identity from the memory of everyone around the world, and in exchange, 
he brings Aunt May back to life because Aunt May got killed by a sniper who was trying to attack Peter because his identity had been compromised. What a strange way to go. So I do wonder if in our Spider-Man 4, 5, and 6, part of that storyline is going to be some sort of resurrection of Aunt May. Hmm. As opposed to Peter handling it well or getting over it or grieving properly. I think he'll go through kind of the the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, depression arc south, you know, thing. Maybe. Maybe not the same setup, but having that situation where he's... Uh... Well, I do know that they're kind of setting him up to be more ground level, less Avengers adjacent, you sure. know, right. no Tony Stark suits this he's time. Definitely he definitely his own now. suit. I yeah. mean... So we're getting a more friendly neighborhood Spider-Man story. Cool. But he also has no supporting people in his life now. Right. He can't rely on his friends because they don't know who he is. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah. He's that literally so fucking his sad. Own. You didn't realize yes. that? Oh. Literally on his own with just a hand-sewn <laughs> suit. Can you imagine being a genius like Peter Parker is and having to study for the GED so that you can yeah. get your high school diploma? Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, I've seen the GED book. I was like, oh, he's going to completely miss out on going to MIT. He has no uh, history with the high school he went to, so all of that's gone. None His of the Avengers remember him, so he doesn't have right. anything there. They remember Spider-Man. They don't remember Peter Parker. Right. So really, he doesn't exist anywhere, even legally. Other than in the Spider-Man persona. I mean, in the comics, anytime there was a situation where people didn't remember, it was pretty easy to like flip the switch and have people remember. There, I I can think of countless times where like you think of like Wolverine and House and M of M, like he's the only one that remembered after uh, Scarlet Witch like did her whole magic thing. Uh, but he was able to like turn people back into knowing pretty quickly. Mm. So I mean, if if they know Spider Man exists, there's a short you know five layers of Kev- to Kevin Bacon that they can get to to remember that he and is. Did but. you notice too that at the very end? When- uh, when he was in the diner, she was still wearing her broken black dahlia necklace. <gasps> yes, I. I so g- I wonder. Yeah, I genuinely thought her and Ned were together at the end. Like, I thought that, I thought that was going to be the reason <laughs> oh, he didn't say. I did to too. Her. That was exactly what I thought. The way they're Hon- going. Honestly, that could have played relatively well into like a, a hobgoblin situation because yeah. if Peter was struggling between knowing that MJ was happy with Ned, but they being like a kind of you know, and they were became friends, and then she started liking him, then they could have had Ned go all hobgoblin on his ass and they could fight over mm. MJ. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when two men do. I <laughs> I do wonder if even they made jokes about it about him his each other Spider-Man's best friend trying to kill them and yeah. then Ned swearing that he wouldn't do that right. to the uh Tom Holland Spider-Man. So, I think that that ship's kind of sailed. I don't think we're going to get an evil Ned. Yeah. I think there's enough other people who have played Hobgoblin that they can kind of skirt having Ned yeah. be that character. And, and he's been mostly a one-note, supportive character. There hasn't been anything, no indication that he could go evil. Like. In in the Ultimate Comics, Peter had a friend named Genki, and he looked like Ned. He was a heavy set uh, high school friend. They yeah. became good friends, whatever. So this Ned was like a, a fusion of the Ned character from the comics yeah i want to see your mask the ned character from the comics and genki from the ultimate universe and i think that we're really not going to get anything else out of him i think that we're probably done with that character entirely unless he's going to pop back up in like 
six or seven or I, five or six. I feel like they may be done with Zendaya. I mean, honestly, I don't think they're done with his MJ. Unless they're going to introduce Bring another a Mary, like Mary, Mary Jane, Jane Watson or a Gwen or something. Uh, Spider Gwen, maybe. Yeah. Mm, Spider Gwen. Yep. This is incredibly uncomfortable. I don't like it at all. <laughs> well, you don't even have it lined up yeah. on your eyes. It's well, it's fucking hard to see in this thing. That's true. I feel like I'm getting like choked from behind. <laughs> uh, so what about the old Ned and uh, automatically easily having uh, can open up portals? His magic abilities. Yeah. I mean, his grandma always said he had magic powers. I, that I genuinely blood. think that that's just a one-off. I don't think they're going to do anything with it. <laughs> they're not going to come back and have a, a side story of Ned being right. magic or anything. I think that was just a convenient it, way to armor. allow uh, the story to go through. It was fun though. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I don't have any complaints yeah. about yeah. it. I yeah. thought but it was fun. I ca- I just don't see how they fit that in. You know, the MCU doesn't run that deep to where they're doing a show about Ned doing magic. Right, like yeah. that's no. not happening. Uh, that's <laughs> and then we see uh, Stark Industries getting raided by the government. Yes. Yep. So I'm pretty sure that's a big heavy lead right there into the armor wars. What's funny is that it was the damage control that Tony founded yeah, he created. that was then turning around and raiding Stark Industries. Yeah. Like but the they're now a branch selves. of the American government as opposed to being <coughs> part of Stark Industries. USA. So, yeah, because they were able to arrest people, which means they're not just private employees. I mean, that that could play into several different aspects, but it could also lead up to another Spider-Man movie where there's people using Tony Stark's technology, and then... I think Armor Wars is going to be... The, yeah. That's that's the culmination of Armor Wars. That's where Tony's tech is going to get out, and then Rhodey's got to lead a charge to get it all back under control. Oorah. Yeah. Uh, the, the villains in this. Hmm. All Willem good. Dafoe brought Will- it, man. Willem Dafoe. I was yeah. going to say that. Ooh, he's scary. He what? was scarier in this than he was in in, yes. to- in the Tobey Maguire one. The most yes. brilliant thing about Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin is that he basically fell right back into the character, and it felt like no time had passed from the early 2000s, the last time he was in yeah. the Green Goblin costume, and 20 years later. But no? his acting was even more. Like his acting has always been great, but his yes. acting was even more supreme. Was well, his acting in Tommy Maguire's was kind of? I think they were like, "Hey, kind of cheese it up because we want you to be an over exaggerated right. person." Whereas this, you kind of got a more raw, uh, Psych- you know, psychotic, yeah, yeah, like crazy, kind of like a Smeagol Scary. style. I. I, I, I whispered to the person that was sitting next to me that's she's actually right here. Uh I I said that is Smeagol and I didn't mean it in a fun <laughs> way. I meant it in like that crazy right. there's one person controlling the other and you know, he just wants to have it all stop, but the Green Goblin won't, you know, won't let him do anything. So Yeah. Uh I I feel like Doc Ock and Green Goblin were great. Both of those guys. Yeah. They have fleshed out characters. Uh Andrew Garfield's uh, villains were really just put on the back burner. Yeah, I think time. they were just there to fill space. The, uh, I enjoyed the stuff with Jamie Foxx's Electro. It, it wasn't bad, but I think even then they were like, hey, we got to make him not super fucking nerdy. Because like, he came in and was like, oh, I feel <laughs> different now. And I was like, that's great. Yeah, you knew his character wasn't going to be that good to, to have <laughs> as a nerdy dude, so you just had to make him this suave Jamie Foxx style. But yeah, I thought they were all, those two were fine. They didn't really give him too much, but you couldn't yeah. really. And then Sandman was there. That's uh, about, yeah, that's about good to yeah. sum it, but he was there. I was, I was wondering about that. The uh, Flint Marco, when, uh, what is his name? Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Yes. 
the footage of Thomas Hayden Church, not not the Sandman, but when he was not Sandman, yeah, was all reused, repurposed footage from Spider Man Three. Oh, that's cool. They didn't. Yep. It, I don't think they filmed anything new with Thomas Hayden Church in costume. <coughs> so how poorly has that dude aged? No, it, it, it showed. It, you know, like You're talking about like in the Statue of Liberty head, what showed his face? Yeah. Yeah, that, but that was in like darkness. You know what's so funny about that? We were we were joking about this. Uh, whenever uh, Spider Man turned him back into human form and he kept him in there, and it's like he kept him in the metal sphere. And it's like you do realize there's an electricity dude coming around, that's <laughs> lighting up everything. And once electricity hits the metal, this dude's gonna be dead. I would have left so hard if they had had like a deleted scene where he like they look in there like Clint, and he's just like melted into the floor or something like shit. <laughs> The, well, the the Statue of Liberty fight is a great callback to X Men One, oh, yeah. first X Men movie. Yeah, um, and, and, and and a lightning character like Storm, and uh, a in a great setup too. Because in Hawkeye, uh, Elena was talking about seeing the new uh, Statue of Liberty, uh, right. which is a reference to them rebuilding it afterwards. Since Hawkeye is uh, into the future, past not very life. far though. From yeah. what I understand, the. The majority of the movie takes place around October of 2024, right. and the ending actually takes place right around the time that Hawkeye's happening. Oh, right. yeah. So did you see the Rogers the musical? You know, yes. Posters everywhere. And when he swings out in the new Spider-Man costume, he swings right over Rockefeller Center with the tree lit up, and that's where uh-huh. one of the main scenes in the end of Hawkeye takes place. So it's possible we're going to get that Tom Holland Spider-Man in the final episode that of would be Hawkeye. Cool. I would be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whatever. If it happens, it happens. But it'd be cool, I guess. That'd be so fucking awesome. I'd be so happy. So I was it'd like, be awesome if we get Kingpin, Charlie Cox, and Tom Holland Spider-Man wait, in the new dude, suit. Dude, holy all shit! In the last all right, here's episode. what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Final episode. They're fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting. Kingpin comes in. Spider-Man tries to do, you know, no, no, I'm sorry, Hawkeye's fighting with him, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Hawkeye's getting owned. Charlie Cox comes in, helps out a little bit. He gets owned, and then Kingpin says some smart-ass stuff with all the villains. All of a sudden, you just see in the distance just, just swinging Spider-Man, <laughs> knocks the shit out of Kingpin, and then he just, he just says, hey, what's up, guys? Runs away. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, everybody would shit their pants. Like, that'd be yeah. cooler than yeah. – the most of no way home. Like you're like, oh, this is crazy. If if Tom Holland's like, are you okay? And and Daredevil's like, yeah, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so once again on the two Spider Man, uh, this goes back to their original solo movies, uh, to what I feel about them now in the No Way Home. Andrew Garfield's acting was phenomenal. It, it was great. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. and, and Tobey Maguire's was still off. It was still bad. Really? That's yeah. how you felt about that? I did. I, like, Tobey Maguire's stuff, I felt like it was very just, he's kind of, I'm just kind of here in my acting. Dude, kinda... he was chill Toby. This guy had been through the shit. Yeah. He finally came to himself. Like, literally, he was oh. he was just happy. You know, he was with MJ. He's doing his Spider-Man stuff. They all he's had me convinced they were, they all had me convinced so that they were Peter Spider-Man Parker and to- Spider-Man Toby except Maguire, for Tobey Maguire. Toby Maguire's Spider-Man was smoking. He 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 hits the weed every once in a while. He's a chilling dude. I don't get that. I thought he was awesome. I, he still, to me, kind of felt he's kind of had that bewildered look on his face, kind of like Al Pacino looking everywhere, you know, looking around everywhere the whole he, time you're acting. He was Academy the, Award winner, Al Pacino. He was the surrogate. The guy that's the always surrogate yelling. Dad Spider-Man. 
Andrew Garfield was the older brother Spider Man, and Tom yeah. Holland was playing the yeah. archetype of the of the cool the youth brother. pastor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but I, 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 I don't think they could have gone too crazy into it. They needed to hit on Andrew Garfield with uh, Gwen because right. of his yeah. saving moment. Uh, Toby Maguire didn't really have too much that he really needed to air out because you know. He he was good. His MJ was alive, uh, and they're together, and, and they've right. got together, a family. So they're good, uh, and he's kind of come to terms. So I would love to see an Andrew Garfield movie on this rage that he's been going through. That he's still been talking about the I overly mean, violent Spider Man. Yeah, cause, I mean, you can kind of tell that he's still struggling with some stuff himself. Oh, you're talking about Andrew Garfield? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to see. I would love to see. I let me take that back completely. I feel like what we're gonna get in the fourth Spider Man is the Clone Saga. Because they've had so much success with multiple Spider-Men in a movie, and they've already got Spider-Verse going on in the animated films. I think that the next opportunity they're going to take to have multiple Spider-Men at one time is the Clone Saga. Hmm. Is to have three or four clones of Spider-Man running around, plus Miles Morales. Hmm. That's so fucking nuts. If you would have told me 15 years ago that we'd have... Three different Spider-Men from three different Spider-Man franchises in the same movie oh, with yeah. villains. I would have been like, "You're a fucking idiot!" Like, it's it it's seems nuts. like a crazy idea unless you're a Doctor Who fan. And then it's very common that once they have four or five existing Doctors, they put them all together in an episode, and it's sure. huge. Like people just go fucking nuts for it. Yeah, of course, yeah, Doctor Who, and it works so well with Spider-Man too. And and I feel like with the success of this movie and the way that we blew up the internet for it yeah and the marketing campaign was so easy because they just never showed them yeah we just got all so fucking excited about it you know we set (laughs) we set a fucking world record for a a trailer to a movie you know yeah um that we're gonna see a lot more of this crossover shit where they take older characters and put like smash them together in a movie uh most notably we're getting batfleck and michael keaton in the same batman movie as well as two versions of flash at the same time um, you know, we could probably do the same thing with Superman. You can get Henry Cavill and Brandon Ralph, and then maybe some Reeve. of the. Okay, wait, never mind. No, no, not uh, not Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Let's but... edit that one out. <coughs> Dean Kane. Uh, D- Dean Kane. Dean Kane. You want could come Dean Kane to be part of the Superman? I love Dean Kane as Superman. Eh. Well, the uh, courts didn't like Dean Kane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Willing. So there's that. All I know is he's never coming on this podcast. He's broken. Oh the rules. yeah, that's right. Yep. Never mind. I forgot about that. He's what. <laughs> Nothing. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Spider Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to. Uh, if this might be like a reintroduction for Tobey Maguire, because you have him, his Spider Man version, saying murder in the Morbius trailer. What the so, fuck is going on with Morbius? So, so I'm wondering if Sony are is Sony going to kind of reuse Tobey Maguire a couple more times. I mean, or what are they going to do? So here's the thing. Leading into No Way Home, I just assumed it was going to explain what the fuck is going on in Morbius. Me too, because uh, Jared Leto was even at the No Way Home premiere. Now here we are on the other end of it, and I've seen the movie, and it still doesn't make any fucking sense. Why do we have the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Oscorp, and the Tom Holland murderer storyline all in one movie? That's three separate continuities. What the fuck are they doing? And you got Michael Keaton in it. Yeah, I mean, and then the MCU Vulture is in it, and we know that. And here's another thing: like I found that Vulture toy said "No Way Home." Mm-hmm. He wasn't in "No Way Home." Yeah, seeing that the movie now, me... yeah, I would never have expected him to be in there uh, at all. Like, would never have fit. So that makes me think that this Morbius movie is just 
trash. It's just going to be not good. I'm, like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't like Jared Leto in the first place, so I don't know if I'll watch this one. I'll watch it. Yeah, we gotta uh. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make shit up. Yeah, he's a vampire. He, uh, he did vampire things. Uh, he got killed the end. Yeah, but, like, Mashahala oh, Ali... Yeah. Blade versus Morbius is something we're all kind of excited about. Oh, but yeah. Now, are they – is he in the MCU? Is he not in the MCU? What What are we getting here? I think I they know. could probably run multiple uh, different multiverses for these storylines and keep them out of it, I guess, uh, depending on whether or not they want them to be able to meet up in different uh, storylines. But, like, you could have Blade in a different universe without it taking away from his universe because Blade's storyline is – so immersive as him as a single character that he wouldn't necessarily need to have like oh the avengers or x-men or whatever coming in with him so and they could be part of the dark universe as well that they've been establishing in animated movies uh so i mean they could be doing john constantine blade you know those types of things Uh, constantine is dc yep Dang it! I was thinking something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Cross it over. Yeah. yeah. And Disney, eventually. Disney it's will gonna buy, happen eventually. Disney will buy DC out, and then they'll just uh, have one universe. <laughs> We're uh, going to get a live-action Marvel and DC crossover I feel like on we a will long eventually. enough timeline. Ten and then years Star later Wars is going to come in, and then Neo from The Matrix is going to show Wars up. Star Wars can happen right now. Yeah, Fucking Master sure. Chief shows up. Oh, Disney Prime. owns them all. Like, Godzilla kills the shit out of fucking The Guardians of the Galaxy could travel back in time to a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away and meet the Star Wars cast. Like, totally possible. God. <laughs> Do you think... Never mind. I'm going to go deep. So I was going to start asking you who would win in a fight, and I don't want to do Between that. Between whom? Nope. Not going to do it. Not enough time tonight. Uh, <laughs> were you going to say Star-Lord and Han Solo? That's a really good fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Han it really Solo, just, obviously. It really depends on if we're talking movie Han Solo or we're talking book Han Solo. Book Han Solo was far more uh, badass yeah. than movie Han Solo. I, th- I think Han Solo, either way, is going to beat Star-Lord. He's just... Uh, I mean, movie okay, Han Solo. Okay, so- okay. Movie we're doing this. Listen, the movie listen. Han Solo has nowhere near the features that Star Lord has in MCU. Features like what? I mean, like I mean, just stuff on him to use. Like Han Solo like don't have light, his, his Han Solo has his blaster. That's listen, listen, listen! In the Star Wars universe, blasters, blasters, and things have been known to be far more powerful than their otherworldly <laughs> counterparts. Like blaster, a blaster is probably stronger than what Star Lord's. Uh, well, I know you can change is. notches but on it to do different random Star Lord. Sure. Star Lord just flies and dual wields blasters. Like yeah. he's got one thing that Han. Oh, he's got that one thing you throw out. You know, it sucks everything down to it. Gadgets. He's got yeah. gadgets. Yeah, he's got Han cool Solo gadgets. has a giant bear-like creature with a crossbow that I mean, shoots. Well, up. no, we we didn't say we were bringing in Chewbacca. But Quill has Groot. Oh, ooh. Chewbacca versus Groot. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, I mean, that's that's more that's that's. I'd, uh, I'd maybe say the f- balancing item here is <laughs> that. Quill also has Drax and Gamora. And, and Han's got Rocket. Luke. Luke, Luke <laughs> and R2-D2. I take that fight in a heartbeat. Luke well, can take out Luke, yeah. Luke's going to take out Groot. Which Luke, though? First it, it can't be New Hope Luke. No, New, no, like, New Hope Luke is not going to do shit. Uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Empire? Yeah, yeah. Empire no, 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 Luke? Return of the Return Jedi. Of the Jedi. Not Empire. Okay. You want to do Jedi? Yeah, Empire, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. Empire, he shows Goes up. Back badass. No, 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 you're right. It's Return. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Don't sir. Yeah. Uh, hey, what about that Doctor Strange in credit scene? Yeah, what about it? That was a lot. Oh, we're going to talk about that some more after <laughs> that. <laughs> that, 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 was, that. That was a lot. That was something I did not expect so, was how much of it was pretty much a, so, a full trailer. I mean, yeah. 
one thing I didn't expect, and, and I guess we could have expected it, but I didn't expect No Way Home to be the catalyst to what's going on in Multiverse of Madness. I thought it was going to be Wanda. Yeah, oh yeah. That, but that doesn't appear to be the case. No, that, that was a huge shocker. We all expected Wanda and them to be a big fight, to be a big issue. He don't even care. He's like, I'm not even here for that. I need yeah. your help. Wanda's living on an orchard, just having her, like, exiled her best herself. life. Which doesn't match up with the end of WandaVision. <clears throat> what the fuck happened between her sitting in that cabin using the Scarlet Witch powers and hearing her children's voices and then showing up on this orchard just picking some apples? She well, pulled, she maybe pulled that the was banner. She, she went to rest somewhere alone. Well, with that, a, that could be an orchard farm. close by where she was. Because like, as you come in, like I know there's mountains in the distance on at the end of WandaVision. <clears throat> but, I mean, she's got a huge field there with a stream cabin. She looks like she's in, like, uh, upstate New York. Uh, she might in, be. Yeah, you just never know. Who knows? I don't know. I was that Mephisto. Yeah, I don't know. Was, was that? <laughs> You're right. I mean, <laughs> was the Dark Doctor Strange? Is that Mephisto or is that going to be Strange Supreme? I think, think it's or... the Strange Supreme from What If. That's crazy. Then that wow. would be cool. I did not it expect to look like it. I did not expect us to get a Strange Supreme this quick from after watching What If. I mean, it I makes just, sense. Watching an animated MCU show, I didn't expect it to actually. I don't know. They said it was going to have long term like mm-hmm. MCU consequences, <laughs> but I did not expect it to be branching into the movies. Sure. You know? Uh, and so then you got Strange in there watching her get married at a wedding. Uh, Aw. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't their wedding. That was, you know, on some other timeline. He was actually in the side pew watching her get married. So he was there at her wedding. In. The trailer. The trailer. A- uh, Amy, that. or what's her face's uh, name? Yeah. Uh, Rachel. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. She, yep. he, Dr. He, Dr. Strange was there at a wedding in a side pew watching her get married. That was. You one think that's like looks. an alternate? It's got to be. It's the multiverse of madness. I mean, she was with that doctor. I think it's. It may loosely follow the what if storyline where he tries to change something in the multiverse or bring somebody over, and then in that case he unleashes uh, Dark Doctor Strange uh, from a different universe, and then they fight. I feel like it could be could be just like the what if deal. I mean, we're getting all these various scenes. Yeah. So. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, There's so much to guess. What else you got? I just I wonder if that's gonna lead into us finally seeing Mephisto in the multiverse. Um, we're also getting uh, Gargantos, mm-hmm. the the big tentacle villain uh, that shows up in the trailer. Um, it's not Shumagorath. It's Gargantos. Right. Um, as it was confirmed in one of the Lego toy leaks. Do you know who he's talking about? Yeah. It's this big, big one-eyed get, get big one thing. tentacle monster that shows yeah. up in the... It was. It was in there. It's in the trailer. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> He's big and green. You can't miss it. Oh, the big green guy. Yeah, yeah I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, did you also see that there was a toy leak for the Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness? What was it? Rentar. Uh-uh. Uh, it's a big uh, green Minotaur. Oh, and, I did. yeah, I saw that. Okay. Did you say his name was Reptar? No, Rentar. Rentar. R i n t a r, I believe. Yeah. But anyways, it, in like Reptar. it has more of an MCU look. It don't have like a comic book look. It's uh-huh. not a- comic accurate at all. So I, I think he's probably in the he's movie. He's probably gonna bring that into the movie, which is which, one of Doctor Strange's like apprentices or something like that. Yeah. So with uh, look at you, with I'm yeah, you are. <laughs> with No Way Home, we so we get. Reese Iffen as the the lizard, lizard back, yeah. and there's some some good jokes there, like him trying to turn Electro into a lizard because he thinks that's you know a cure for him. 
Uh, we get the Thomas Hayden Church Sandman back again. I thought they, I think, I'm pretty sure they used <clears throat> Spider-Man three stock footage for his scenes outside of, which means he just like did some voice work, right? Yeah, like uh, Thomas Hayden Church is really showing his age. I, yeah. I, I have seen some pictures like a couple months ago. Well, you know, looking into the stuff that we report. I like, mean, worse than, like, 70-year-old Alfred Molina trying to play his 50-year-old self again? I can't yeah. remember. I just remember him looking really rough. Yeah. Like, I, guess, I don't know if the I guess they were trying to save money on CGI. Yeah. They I mean, were just like, let's almost, just cut in some old footage. It's been almost 20 years since these yeah. characters have played who they were. Yeah. So. Well, I guess I mean, yet less for him because yeah, he was, in, he was uh, Spider-Man 3. They used yeah. the anti-agent effects on Alfred Molina the whole time. So. Which, Spider-Man 3 was, like, what, 2008? 2007? 2007, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, 13, 14 years? Yeah, I remember because they, one of the, was it the original Spider-Man where they had to change stuff because of the uh, the two towers? At, yeah. After that? yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Spider-Man 1. They actually had a trailer where he webs a helicopter in between the yep. Twin Towers and actually runs another helicopter into the Twin Towers and Ooh, it blows up. Yeah. The good good call on their, their yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> so, they had to take that out. Definitely a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that'd have been bad. Uh, also, one thing I was wondering about trailers that didn't age well. Yeah, is uh, and this may not go anywhere, but you know, obviously they're showing that MJ and Ned is in MIT now. Yes, which is where Riri, Riri Williams is in MIT. So I wonder if they actually might not have like eventually they run into each other and they build a storyline off that. I also wonder when they're going to let current time catch up with the MCU instead of being now four years ahead of us. Right. How many movies in between are going to happen until we're releasing movies the year that they're supposed to take place? And they may not even worry about that anymore, honestly. I, it's. I mean, why do you have to stay with our current timeline? It's Taffy. She's howling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused for a second. There's a there's a doggo crying. <laughs> um, oh. Poor buddy. But yeah, because so, the further into the future we get, I mean, the more into the future of any, I mean, product they can give us. I just, I don't know. It's like. Uh, we're doing these huge time leaps, and then if they want to do a story that takes place in between, then they want to do one that takes place after. They're going to have to do another time leap. Yeah. So if we continue to gain time on what is actually happening, we could end up in, like, 2050 by 2030 right. with these stories going on 20 years ahead of time. And then you're, you've got the problem that we've had with every futuristic movie that we've caught up to where you're guessing at what the future looks like, but by the time you catch up to it, that's not where we're at. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think Back to the Future. We're we're beyond the future that took place. The furthest right. point in it, the future that Back to the like Future what, traveled to. Yeah. I don't have a hoverboard. Right. Do you have a hoverboard? I don't. I mean, I've been waiting two years. It's on special order. So. Yeah. So. How the fuck do you get a hoverboard? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, Bed, Kevin, Bath and they haven't steered us wrong yet, so I think we'll be fine. They're gonna they're gonna come up with it. they they already know what they're doing in Phase Five. I'm sure. So they they've mapped it out. There's. Yeah. yeah, but I do want to say that Willem Dafoe is is the the glue that holds this movie together. I yes. think very he, Joker like, honestly. Oh, man. Yes, probably for the closest sure. I've seen a character get to like Joker's malice, you know, because he's like, dude, you're the you're the reason why this person's dead. Like, I killed her, but you're the reason why she was there in the yes. first place, which cuts really deep. Like that, honestly, I was like, man, that's a that's real that's real rough for this movie, but uh, which doesn't 
fall very far from what his lectures toward the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man were in that movie. Yeah. You know, about how him trying to be a hero was a waste of time because people just love to see a hero fall. It's the only reason why they build them up so they can tear them back down. And then you've got him doing the same thing to this Tom Holland Spider-Man. So it's this really cohesive narrative between Spider-Man 1 and 20 years later, No Way Home, where this character gets a beginning and an end as well. Mm-hmm. But I did think it was fun that we kind of get – because we never got Spider-Man 4. We didn't get Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4, so we didn't get to see the end of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man run. We didn't get Amazing Spider-Man 3, so we didn't get to see the end of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man run. Now, in this current trilogy, which is also the end of Tom Holland's first run as Spider-Man, we get the end of Andrew Garfield's story, and we get the end of Tobey Maguire's story all in one film. So if they decide to move forward with those characters, they're all new stories. Jesus. True. And Willem Dafoe, man, uh, 66 years old, doing your own stunts. He, That was the deal with him coming yeah. back. They had to let him do yeah, his Yeah, that was stunts. really cool. I like that he was like, I don't want to just be some one-off, like, show me for a minute character. Like, I want right. to be involved. And He's like, I want to be, be in the goblin suit. Yeah. Which and, showed, I mean, he was fantastic. And they fully leaned into just letting him use his own face as the Green Goblin mask, right. which is <laughs> hilarious. Because why cast a guy who right. looks just like the Green Goblin and then never use his face for it? That's very true. Very scary. But yeah, he's and and he's terrifying. Really, it's just his face is terrifying. And and I, from what I understand, Willem Dafoe is a really nice guy. Like if you meet him like in the streets of New York, which is where he actually lives, he'll just talk to you. He's very down to earth. He's a very nice gentleman. Well, nobody's gonna mug him, so. Yeah. yeah, he's he's solid. I'd walk down the street with his face. Like, what was the? Oh, Boondock Saints two. Have you guys seen that? Oh yeah, you familiar? I own both of them. Okay, well, Boond- in Boondock Saints, Willem Dafoe plays a police detective, and in Boondock Saints two, his character shows back up at the end of the movie. He was not cast to be in the movie, and they didn't ask him to be in the movie. But he was walking down the street, and he walked past where they were filming it, and they were like. What you, he's like, what are you guys filming? And they were like, Boondock Saints 2. He's like, oh, yeah, I was in the first one. And they were like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> they're like, do you want to be in this one? And he was like, sure. <laughs> and he Jesus filmed Christ. this total end scene for the movie that ties the whole thing together. That's and it was just, he just happened to be walking by when they made it. We're it's supposed good. to be still getting a Boondock Saints 3. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Just, just end it. You know, you know what we should do for one of our top fives is top five uh, sequels that should have never been made. That'd be that'd be a great list. And yeah. Pretty, I, I feel like we'd get a lot of uh, heat from people for that because yeah, you'd yeah. be you'd be like, I don't know. I'm assuming one of the Star Wars movie would be on one of your guys' yeah, list. Yeah, any of the certainly nine, be on mine. Nine, or yeah, Seven, nine, eight, yeah. yeah, any of those. Uh, most of them, actually, yeah. I mean, you say nine through eleven, except for the original trilogy. Star Wars track record's pretty, pretty dog shit. Like, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> for a movie franchise that big, it's uh, it's not very, uh, not very good. Well, I mean, the movies were originally aimed at kids, and everything since the original trilogy has just been a shameless cash grab to sell more action figures and yeah, you know. So what do you, what do you expect yeah, from you a sh- know, well, yeah. you know what is a Oh, Shameless cash your, grab. Your list is done now. Oh my yeah. god. Okay. Jared, did you have anything else on your list? You know, that you wanted uh, to talk no. About? I think we covered it all. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a really good movie. I need to watch it again because the first time watching everybody cheering, you miss a few things. But I thought it was really, really good. Um, yes. So on the thirty-first and the first, 
so the 31st of 2021 and the 1st of January 2022, I will be at the Rock and Roll Drive-In in, is it Dutchtown? Uh, Chaffee. Chaffee. In Chaffee. Chaffee. Uh, and I'll be in my Spider-Man costume. I'm going to be doing photo ops, and I'll be watching the movie again uh, for sure. And then I'll be there. So two days in a row, I'm going to be there watching it. So. On January 1st? Yeah. Nice. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll come January 1st. New Year's Eve and uh, New Year's Day, I'll be how, there. How cool would it be if they had somehow had like a crane set up, and then in the middle of the movie, they just lower you down? I'd do <laughs> it. You just start watching I'd the movie do upside down. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you could do it pretty well. <clears throat> be a good time. Uh, but yeah, so I'll be there for that, um, and get a chance to re-watch the movie, which, you know, it was so late when I watched it. I don't know what I might have seen and what I might have missed. So sure, sure, sure. it be important sure. to see it while I'm wide awake. Mm-hmm. You know, Blake? Uh, I definitely But know. we had a huge turnout for our ticket giveaway. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. We basically had that whole theater. Yeah. I mean, Pretty Honestly. pretty goddamn close. Yeah. Yep. We were very close. Yeah. Very, very close. Which so. was fantastic. So, yeah, you know, cool. we appreciate our fans. We appreciate everybody that entered the contest and won their tickets and showed up and got to have a great time with most of us. Uh, Where were you during that? At my kid's concert. Oh, that's right. You weren't there. Yeah. I had a I had a previous engagement. I couldn't make it. That's weird. But, uh, I mean, you should really start showing up to things like that. We'll be doing another <laughs> ticket giveaway for Multiverse of Madness, um, as well as maybe something sooner than that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so if you're free the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and you want to come to the Rock and Roll Drive-In and hang out, I'll be there. Um, and hopefully Katrina's Spider-Woman suit will be in by then, and nice. there might be two of us in costume. Nice. Um, but that'll be fun, so show up for that. Um, the... So this will air the 23rd. 23rd. Uh, 20, no, the 22nd. 22nd. This will air the 22nd. On the 29th, our live show is going to be our Nerd Year's Eve. Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, be our last show of this year. Uh, we're going to have some fun stuff going on then, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody else got anything? I don't think so. All right. I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Blake Hickman, Blake Hickman Construction. <laughs> Uh, picture what designs drop the mic DJ service and Lennox and Jude photography, uh, as well as 12 gave you got this as well as 12 gauge ninja. Um, one of our YouTube friends who's also a staff writer for the website. Uh, and you know what? We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 